Hello, everybody. Welcome to Weekly Trash, the safe place to cleanse your mind, body, and soul of all that trash you consume this week so you can consume some more tomorrow. I'm your host, Josie Van Dyke, and welcome to today's solo episode. I'm so happy you're here. I hope you all had a glorious weekend. I got a cold, a little sniffle. So if I sound a little congested, it's because I am. But I feel great. It's just I can't stop blowing my nose, but my boogers are clear, which is a good sign. Because if your boogers are clear, then really you're not even sick. Okay. But you don't want yellow boogers. If you're having yellow green boogers, like you're sick. But no, I'm just super congested. And we also know I have a deviated septum. So when I'm congested, I really can't breathe. So bear with me if I sound a little nasally. But um, it's a new week. It's a new week. Yay. Uh, we're going to have Abby on the podcast. I'm so scared to pronounce her name, last name wrong. Is it Aries? Is it Ayers? Is it Aries? Is it, I don't know. We'll find out. I'll ask her, but I'm so excited to have her on the podcast. I started following her on Instagram in 2019. Um, some influencers were sharing her Instagram story that she had posted about her getting a haircut. Um, I died. I died laughing. If it, it was just so funny. She, <laughs> She went from like having like medium length hair to like to her earlobe and it was just hilarious. And I have so many questions on if the girl that cut her hair saw the Instagram or if it was like super cuts and it was some random thing. I don't know, but I'm so excited to talk to Abby. There's just so much about her that I don't know because I've only followed her. I mean, I guess 2019 was kind of a long time ago. That's like five years. Oh my gosh. Wow. Time flies. But I feel like in those five years, I've followed like the things that she's done, but I don't necessarily know a lot about her personally or her family or her life, just kind of like the accomplishments she's had. Like I followed along when she did a dating show. She had like this funny, like mysterious, or it was like a mystery game party, but it was also like a dating show. I watched her do that. I've watched her travel a ton. Um, And most recently she's been going through like hearing loss issues. So like I've seen bits and pieces of her life, but I don't have the whole story. So I'm super excited to chat with her. And she just seems like the most genuine, amazing human. I'm just so excited. So it'll be really fun on Wednesday when we podcast and then episode will be out Thursday, but I need to take out my trash and we need to do some personal trash, some pop culture, some TikTok trash. And of course, trashers trash before Abby comes. So let's get on into it. Personal Trash is brought to you by Road to Baby. Did you know that one in eight people in the U.S. alone struggle with infertility and have difficulties growing their family? The team at Road to Baby understand the pain and frustration that can come with infertility, and they are there to help you navigate that often bumpy road to parenthood. Road to Baby is a surrogacy, egg, and sperm donation agency based out of San Diego, California, who connects those in need with surrogates, egg donors, and sperm donors to help them grow their family. Road to Baby believes in fairly compensating those who make these dreams of parenthood come true. First-time surrogates working with Road to Baby receive a minimum of $56,000 for their incredible dedication. Egg donors are generously compensated at $10,000 per donation, and sperm donors each earn $5,000 for their first donation. If you've ever considered becoming a surrogate, egg donor, or sperm donor yourself, I encourage you to reach out to Road to Baby. You have the power to change lives and make parenthood dreams come true. And wait, there's more. If egg, surrogacy, or sperm donation isn't for you, but you know someone who might be a perfect fit, 
you can earn $1,000 in referrals for egg and sperm donors and $6,000 or more per surrogate referral. If you or someone you know is struggling with infertility, remember that you are not alone. The experts at Road to Baby are there to help you navigate this often challenging path to parenthood. Their experience and guidance can make all the difference in your journey. Road to Baby exists to help growing families and creating a life-lasting connection and making dreams a reality. If you're ready to take that first step or just curious to learn more about the process, schedule a free consultation with Road to Baby. Visit www.roadtobaby.com, R-O-A-D-T-O-B-A-B-Y.com. Personal Trash is brought to you by Maven Medical Arts. I've been going to Maven for almost two years for my Dysport Botox. Now I get Daxi. It's like a new thing. Love. Um, And then also where I get my lips done. And I absolutely love Maven. It's one of my favorite places. And now I go to them for my weight loss. I am on trisepatide and... Let's just say Maven has changed my life and given me so much knowledge that I wasn't given other places. So basically as a patient, while you're on trisepatide, they're going to draw your labs. They're going to do a lot of education about the medication itself, how to give yourself an injection, how to drop the medication, how to store it. And then they will monitor you throughout your journey. They use an in-body scanner to measure muscle composition and body fat percentage. And they check this every single month to make sure that you're being successful and that you're not losing too much muscle because that was like my number one thing is I didn't want to lose muscle. I wanted the weight that I was losing to be fat because I worked so hard to build my muscle. I didn't want to lose that. They give each patient an individualized plan and a close follow-up to ensure that they feel supported along the way. And to say I have felt supported is an understatement. I love the staff. I love everyone there. Erin, who I've been working with, she's the best. I love her so much. And I'm just so grateful that they were able to do my lab work and find out that I am pre-diabetic and possibly type 2 diabetic when I started trisepatide about six months ago, and I just wasn't aware of it at the time. So shout out to Maven and thank you so much for helping me along this journey. Griselda, Griselda, there we go, Griselda. Watch that be wrong, who fucking cares? Okay, Griselda. And I had only watched two episodes before Sunday when I went to like a family dinner and I was telling my sister and brother-in-law like how much I love it, like who knew that freaking Griselda was the start of women empowerment. Like, wow, love her. I'm a fan. I, I never thought I could cheer on a drug dealer so hard. Like I want what's best for her. I will sell drugs for her. I love her. I see a lot of myself in her. I just, I loved the show. And Sophia Vergara is so good in it. She's absolutely incredible. Her, it's funny. She was on like a talk show, the Kelly Clarkson show and Kelly Clarkson was like, it's crazy because it did, it like looked exactly like you. And Sophia was so offended. She was like, what? No, it didn't. Like that took hours. There was a fake nose. There was fake teeth. Like, what are you talking about? That took hours. It didn't look like me. But I get what Kelly was saying because it. you obviously know it's Sophia, but it's not. It's They did a really, really good job. But she's incredible in it. And yeah, just like watching her play this part of just like, a badass woman who's like taking over the drug industry. And I don't know if you guys plan on watching it, so I don't want to spoil too much. Um, but like if you 
do plan on watching it maybe fast forward like two minutes just so in case I accidentally slump um but basically like the whole premise of it is it's based on a true story and she is selling cocaine and she's from Colombia. She flees Colombia um, to get away from her husband. And it's just so good. So I'm loving it, right? Like I'm in it. I am a fan. And then there's this scene where she like has to prove that she can handle it and that she can be respected and trusted and so she has to make a call that's like super dirty and oh, I don't know like okay I'm just gonna spoil it so if you don't want to hear it like whatever but maybe you want to hear it so that way you can fast forward in case these kind of things trigger you the way it triggers me so she basically has to kill this guy and she sends her hitman to go kill this guy and he gets there and he sees that there's a woman it's his wife it's the guy that he was going to kill it's his wife and she's holding a newborn baby like a baby and it was like the saddest thing ever because the 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 woman is like screaming and the baby's crying and they're like holding a gun towards the, the husband and she's like screaming and it's like so intense and you just immediately like get anything with kids anything with babies anything with animals those are my two triggers I cannot like I said on my Instagram I have never watched Home Alone okay because it makes me sad that they left him. I've never seen 101 Dalmatians, 100 Dalmatians. I've never seen The Lion King. I can't, I couldn't even finish Bug's Life. Okay. I, I just get triggered by sad things. Okay. That's why This Is Us was a hard pass for me. I had to stop. I couldn't do it. So I'm watching and I just immediately feel sick to my stomach that there's this baby and like the baby's going to like lose its parents or it's going to die like so sad and the hitman calls her Griselda and is like there's a baby and a, and a mother here and the Griselda that I knew would say okay have them flee and go into hiding and tell them to never come back here or the, you'll kill him but no she said to kill him and so they kill him and they leave the baby in the crib and it is just like the saddest thing and I could not handle it and then she has a son that is probably 11. His name's Ozzy. And of course, like Brooks isn't even close to 11, but I just picture myself as Griselda and that like these are my children and Ozzy's my son. And it just makes me really sad. And if anything happens to him, like I will not be okay. But yeah, and everyone's like, keep watching. It's so good because the first two episodes really were so good and I loved it so much. So I'm going to try to push through but that's my new show. I'm I'm enjoying it, but also mentally struggling. Like I loved Yellowstone, and if you watched Yellowstone, you know there's like a se- there's like a season where one of the kids in the show gets kidnapped. I had to skip the entire season, the entire season, because I couldn't fathom it. Like I couldn't go through that emotionally. I couldn't handle it. So I had to have my friend tell me exactly what happened so I could skip the whole season. Okay. So yeah, somebody damned me and said that if you cry in shows and movies, that just means you have like a clean, clean soul. And I'm like, well, I don't know if I have a clean soul, but I definitely, definitely am an emotional wreck in any TV show that is sad. So been watching that. Um, another thing that I've consumed is the new Beyonce song, This Ain't Texas. <gasps> 
Hold up, hold up. Hey, I have listened to it too many times. It's my kid's favorite song. We call it the country song. And we listen to it way too much. And it's going to be one of those songs where in about two minutes, I'm going to hate it. I'm going to hate it because I overconsumed it. And nobody likes overconsumption. And that's what it's giving. It's giving, we listen to this too much. It's all over the place. Everyone's listening to it. It's going to get old real fast. So yeah, is anybody else listening to that 24-7 and having it stuck in their head 24-7? Because same. Also, every day I go to sleep and I tell myself I'm going to wake up and be a good mom and not yell at my kids. Um, and I, I haven't done that. I wake up every morning and I yell at my kids. I, I just wish I was calm. I wish I was like a calming presence. But I think that is like the least accurate word to describe me is calm. Um. And I just really don't like that about myself. Like, you know, there's always like those things about yourself that you wish you could just change. And one of mine would be that I'm not calm. Like, I just don't, I'm feisty. Maybe it's that Latin blood in me, but I'm just feisty. And I try to be patient. I try to be patient. I try to go, okay, put on your shoes and like do the gentle parenting thing. And then after about two minutes of me doing that, and they're still not putting on their shoes, put on your shoes. Like I literally lose my mind. Like I'm not okay. And my mom was the same way. So we're just passing down trauma. Um, I need, I, I need to find out how to fix that about myself, but I truly don't know if I can. Like I'm just a yeller. I yell and I just need my yelling mamas out there to like tell me it's okay. Because I know that the soft, gentle parenting parents are like, you're ruining your kids but I can't help it. Like they're just so annoying sometimes, which is also another thing that makes me not want to have another baby because I love babies. I've decided I love baby phase because I don't yell at them. I, you don't yell at a baby. Like you've never had to yell at a baby, like a baby cries, but it's not their fault. They're just a baby. Um, babies don't throw tantrums. Babies listen to you. Well, actually they don't listen, but they don't talk. They're just babies. Toddlers children, teenagers, adults, they talk back. They don't listen. They make you yell. They make you angry. And I just love babies. So I just, I'm still on that train of, am I having a baby? Am I not having a baby? But then every day I say, I'm going to go to bed tonight and I'm going to wake up a better mom. I'm not going to yell. I'm not going to yell once. And then it's 8 a.m. and I'm yelling. So help, help. I also think it depends what kind of kids you have because I have friends who have kids that are just like so sweet and like don't yell. And so of course the parent's not going to yell, but my kids yell. Like we're matching each other's energy. It's like you go high, I go high, you go low, I go lower. Like we're, we're just matching each other's energy all day. And so maybe I need to start it. Maybe I need to start with being like extra gentle and like quiet, but like they wake up raging. So I, I, I guess I just, I, I, I'm not the better person. I know I'm older. I know I'm wiser. I'm no, I know I'm their mother, but when they yell, I yell and we're all just yelling and we're just a house full of yellers. And I need to know I'm not alone. I need to know I'm not alone. I hope someone out there listening can relate to this and tell me it's okay. It's okay. And I'm going to blame it on my Latin blood. I'm blaming it on my mother. I'm blaming it on her. 
she made me feisty and I'm just not a calm person. Uh, but I, I did some exciting things this weekend. I went to like a, it wasn't an event. It was like a party and I brought Maddie with me and we saw reality television being filmed. I can't say what reality TV show, um, I, I like signed something, so I don't even know what I can say. I hope I don't get like a freaking letter in the mail telling me they're suing me. Um, but it was very interesting because obviously I know reality TV is like not real. It's reality TV. But watching it happen in real time was so interesting because I'm sure when this episode airs, it's going to look like this party was popping. Like, everyone's chatting, hanging out like it's a good time, but it really was just like people sitting around watching other people being filmed. Like me and Maddie were sitting in a corner just watching the drama, just watching the conversations, the little, you know, girl, not even cat fights because there wasn't like cat fights, but we were just watching the drama. And I'm so curious to see what they make it look like on television. I hope they don't get any like footage of me staring because I was just staring. I was just staring. I was just watching. I went up to one of the girls that's that was filming. I went up to her husband and I was like, okay, give me the rundown. What's happening? What's going on? Who's mad at who? I need to know everything. Because there's drama. There's drama. And it's it's gonna it's gonna be I think it'll be a good a good episode, whatever the episode will air. Um but yeah, it was just interesting watching reality television being filmed. And everyone's like mic'd up and the producers and the cameras. And that was my first time ever seeing any of that. And it was interesting, which then me and Maddie were talking about if we would ever go on reality TV. And I mean, I love Maddie, but I don't think she'd be good reality TV. She's too nice. Uh, I feel like I would be great reality television, but I would have, I would have to have them be okay with not showing my kids not coming to my house and being okay with my husband not being involved at all. Like it's literally just me. And I feel like that, that just would never ever work. So I don't think I would ever, ever do it because I would just have too many boundaries. And if you do reality television, like you, you kind of have to put those boundaries away. And I think I'd have a really hard time with that. Also, I would need to get paid a shit ton to like put myself out into the universe, not knowing how they're going to portray me. That's terrifying. Uh, I would have to see the edit. <laughs> I would have to see what the episodes look like and approve them. Like I would be so scared. So yeah, I don't think I could do it. Do I think I'd be good at it? Uh, yeah, but I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could do it, but I guess that's all I'll say on that. Cause I really don't know what I can say and what I can't say. Um, then I went to Courtney Cahoon's. I kind of teased that I was going to something for someone who was launching something. I didn't want to give it away because they were trying to make it a secret. But Courtney Cahoon launched her greens with Clean Simple Eats. They are delicious. They are so good. And I'm not just saying that. Like if they weren't good, I would just be like, I went to Courtney Cahoon's thing and it was so fun. I love her. I'm so proud of her. No, uh, they're so delicious. And so I'm working on getting a code for you guys because I know you guys are going to love it. It doesn't taste like greens. Like better days was like my favorite. This takes the cake. This is so good. This is not greens. It tastes like cherry limeade. Truly delicious. I've had it every single day. 
and I have finished it. I have never taken a sip of greens and finished it in my life. Even better days, never finished it. I would drink like half, but it would never completely be digested into my body. This one, oh, I crave it. It's so good. So I went to that and I saw tons of friends. It was so much fun. We had like a brunch. I had huevos rancheros. I met Brad Devine. I had never met Brad and it was funny because I was like, I know everything about you, but I've never met you. Um, he was filming it. I got to meet the owners of Clean Simple Eats, which is Haley's sister and brother-in-law, Haley Devine. Uh, I got to sit across from Tori, who Tori Halford, who I've known since I was like seven. We played soccer together forever. Um, sat next to Sierra, which is Courtney's BFF. Uh, and we just chatted. It was so much fun. Uh, but that, that was my personal trash. Oh, and then Tris Appetite update. I haven't given you guys an update in a while. So I started Tris Appetite six months ago. I am almost nine months postpartum. Banks turns nine months old, March 3rd. And I started at about, I think it was 195. And I weighed myself today and I'm 165. So I've officially lost 30 pounds in almost nine months, which in theory sounds good, but because I was like postpartum and I gained so much weight when I was pregnant, it's actually really not that much. Um, especially compared to some of the people who go on this drug and literally look like skeletons. Okay. Which I'm not going for that look. Like I don't want to look like a skeleton. Uh, but it definitely is frustrating because you see people just lose weight so fast and that hasn't been me. But now I realize that the reason why is because I need to be on like a super high dose because I have type 2 diabetes, which now I'm pre-diabetic because my levels went down to a 6.4. 6.5 is type 2. So right, technically right now I'm pre-diabetic. Um, so yeah, I am now on a higher dose. Erin at Maven has been helping me with that. And I'm starting to notice a huge difference actually because before it was like half a pound a week, one pound a week, if that, sometimes nothing felt the same, was still, you know, the same kind of sugary cravings. And now I I feel like it really is starting to do what it does for other people. So that's exciting. I, I'll keep you all in the loop. Hopefully I can get my levels down to like 6.1. Uh, I don't even know if that's humanly possible, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try. So that is my trisepatite update, if you were wondering. Uh, but the sad thing is, is when I lose weight, though, I just have so much extra skin. And like the more weight I lose, the worse it gets. And it just like, it's super frustrating because I feel like I can't wear clothes that show like my waist crotch area. Like I have to wear a shirt that goes past my vagina. Like I can't, like when I went to Courtney's thing and I was wearing like a cropped sweater, I was so insecure because I just have so much extra skin that I just don't like the way it looks. I've tried like the skim sucking underwear. I've tried everything and it just doesn't look good. Like I just have this like saggy hangover of skin and you can see it through my pants and my leggings. And that's why like when I go to the gym, I wear one of like Caleb's baggy t-shirts and like, 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 I can't stop saying like, but like, I, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. And that is why I want a tummy tuck is to just get rid of that extra skin so I can wear pants and I can wear leggings and I can wear cropped things and not be so insecure. 
And I'm like trying to push through it and just wear it anyways, because I know nobody's looking and I know nobody cares and it's just me, but it's hard. Like when you have an insecurity and that's all you can think about and I'm just over it and it's annoying. And I, even though I'm so grateful that like I have figured out what works for me and I'm starting to lose weight, it's just like more skin, more skin and it's frustrating. So yeah. That's just me venting about that because I feel like there's other women that are in that same situation and it just sucks because yeah, you're losing weight, but like at the end of the day, you can't even wear smaller sizes because you have so much skin and like things fit me so weird because my waist is smaller, but I have all this skin. So the zipper won't even zip. It's just so frustrating and I'm just so annoyed. But if I have another baby, like there's nothing I can really do about it right now. So I'm just trying to move on and just be confident because I know I'm cute. Okay guys. Like I know So that was me just venting about that for a sec, which means now it's time for pop culture and TikTok trash. Pop culture and TikTok trash is brought to you by Thread. Let's dive into practical style with Thread. They've given the classic leather wallet a sleek update, focusing on simplicity and embracing the mission to carry on. Thread is your go-to for all things carry and self-expression. Now, let me share why I'm hooked on Thread's essentials, like the vertical wallet, wrist lanyard, lip balm holder. There is nothing worse than digging through your bag full of random stuff, so I cut out the chaos with Thread. The vertical wallet is my go-to solution, and the wrist lanyard and lip balm holder make everything I need just one reach away, simplifying my life and keeping me organized. And as a mom, I need that. So check out the entire collection, including these must-haves at threadwallets.com, where functionality seamlessly meets fashion with thread. Use code WEEKLYTRASH for 20% off your purchase. Which it was the People Choice Awards. I did not watch, but of course I saw all the TikTok clips, of course. So we're going to talk about a couple that I saw. The first one was Billie Eilish says to someone that she's sitting next to, don't know who, sorry, apologize, uh, that the TikTokers there have got to go, that they're like super annoying. And it was giving, it was giving me girl. It was giving me girl, Billy. And I didn't like it. And there's people coming to be like, she's so real for this. Like, yeah, agreed. It's people choice awards. It's not the Grammys. It's not the Oscars. Like people choice awards. The people, the people are watching TikTok. The people like Alex Earl and Jake Shane. The people were fans. We are fans. So I thought that was rude. I thought that was rude. And now I know that if I ever one day, praise be, if I ever got invited to something like that, I would be scared of Billie Eilish. I'd be scared of Billie Eilish. Uh, Also, Sid Sweeney and Glenn Powell from Anyone But You They went on stage and did the most cringiest thing I've ever seen, but it was very on brand for them because their movie was like super cringy. I know everyone loved it. I did not. Watching them on stage doing Natasha Bedingfield's uh, Unwritten was painful. It was painful. And then Natasha Bedingfield came on stage, which I thought, oh, this, this could be something. This could be something. It would have been something if it turned into a full-blown concert, but no, she just like came on stage and like finished the lyrics and it was just awkward and weird and I didn't like it. I didn't like it. And also Natasha Bedingfield didn't sound great, but maybe it was because Sid Sweeney and Glenn Powell didn't sound great. And so all three of them together was quite horrible, 
But I was hoping Natasha Bedingfield would have like came out and had been like staring at the blank page before you. And like all of a sudden the screen rises up and she's like behind it and there's like lights and confetti and her band. And she's like in a beautiful yellow gown. Like I, I think that would have been better. That would have been a lot better. But again, on brand for them because their movie wasn't good and that wasn't good. Uh, my best dress for People's Choice Awards was Chriselle from Selling Sunset. She was like in an all latex dress, her and G Flip. They looked really good together. Uh, she said she had to use lube to get in that dress. If there's one person that could pull off that dress, it was her with her hair, everything. She looked incredible. She was stunning. She slayed. No notes. Uh, that's a new thing I'll be saying now is no notes. Uh, I feel so Gen Z when I say that. No notes. Uh, the other person was Hannah G from The Bachelor. She's married to Dylan Barbour. I think that's how you say his last name. Um, his outfit, hated. The turtleneck, had to go. Had to go. But she looked phenomenal together. They're gorgeous. I love them. But I hated his turtleneck. But she looked incredible. It was like this white, feathery. It was like a corset with like a sheer feathery gown over it. It was gorge. She looked gorge. Um, but that was kind of it for people's choice awards. I don't really like watching award shows. So, uh, some TikTok stuff though, is I keep getting these color anal, 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 analysis, 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 color, anal, anal, oh, fucking hell. I can't talk color analysts, analysis, analysis, analysis. Okay. These color analysis TikToks keep popping up on my page. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't get it. I don't get it. I understand that colors look better on people. Like some colors look better on people. But when they're putting these colors on people and then like change it to a different color, like these fabric, these sheets of fabric and like changing the fabric so you, they can see the difference between a cool tone, a warm tone, a winter tone. I'm going to be real. I don't see a difference in their face. And these girls are looking at themselves in the mirrors and they're just saying the craziest things like, oh my gosh, I look like a completely different person. Look at my eyes. They're so much brighter. Look at my nose. It's so much smaller. My lips. They're so much plumper. What? Are we seeing the same video? I don't see a difference. Is something wrong with me? Is something wrong with me or am I being gaslit into believing that these colors look better on them than other people. I'm so confused by it. So confused because it's not just like the color. It's the tone of the color. It's a warm versus a winter. And I see no difference. I see no difference in their face. Do I think one may look better on them? Yes, but I wouldn't say it changes their face. I wouldn't say it makes their eyes brighter, their lips plumper, their nose smaller, their cheekbones higher. I wouldn't say that it gives them a full facelift. But that is what the internet is telling me and I'm so confused. So if anyone out there listening does that for a living, please reach out to me and come do it to me and tell me what it is that you see because I see nothing. I see nothing. Another TikTok trend that I am seeing constantly is when a husband and wife or boyfriend, girlfriend, the girl is standing in front of the guy, says, if you want to get to him, you'll have to go through me first. Then turns around, kisses them and says, he's the best brother ever. 
I don't know where this stems from. I don't know if it's like an inside joke that I don't know about, uh, but it's not funny. It's actually not funny. There's only been one that I actually laughed. All the other ones aren't funny. I have to know, does anyone else think they're funny? Like, are we looking for their husbands to be like, ew, what? Like, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't think it's funny. Am I a hater? I don't know, but I don't think it's funny. I just like, don't get it. So if there's like an inside joke that I'm missing out on, please tell me because I hate feeling left out and I'm feeling left out. I'm feeling like this joke, there's more to it and I don't know. So would love to know. And now it's time for Trashers Trash. Trashers Trash is brought to you by Spearmint Love. Spearmint Love is an online baby and kid store with so many products between footies, rompers, knit hats, pacifiers, graphic tees, and quite literally any other baby essential. It is my go-to website for getting all the goods for my kids. They also have big kid stuff too, so you can do matching outfits between your babies and your kiddos. I love getting stuff for special holidays, whether it's Valentine's, Christmas, Halloween, Easter, really any special occasion, Spearmint Love is where I go. It has a fresh and modern take on the baby space while also carrying all the baby classics that you know and love. And they're also known for their best-selling organic waffle collection that Banks wears 24-7. The prints are always so unique and so fun, and the quality is incredible and also comfortable. And the shipping is extremely fast. So if you are looking for some new baby essentials or kiddo essentials, whether it's clothes or products... You have to go to spearmintlove.com and use code WEEKLYTRASH for an exclusive 25% off for podcast listeners only. Again, that's weeklytrash at spearmintlove.com. Which you guys brought it like you always do. Just found out that my mom was scammed by some guy on Facebook. He somehow convinced her to send him money multiple times. She sent a total of $82,000 and is now in debt and on the brink of divorce. As her daughter, I don't know how to feel about this. I'm heartbroken, but also embarrassed for her. Ugh. Okay, $82,000? That is so much money. How long was he scamming your mom? Or is your mom like a wealthy lady and was just sending him $10,000 for eight months? Like that's crazy. That's crazy. And now she's in debt. That's horrible. And on a brink of divorce. Wow. Wow. Um, It's heartbreaking because obviously she's going through it. But I mean, wh- what was going through her head? Like, what was he telling your mom? Like, is your mom just like kind of an airhead? Like, what was the story here? Was he saying that he was like dying or something? Was she cheating on your dad? Like, what? I need more information about this story. It's really sad, but yeah, um, it's embarrassing. That's crazy. $82,000? Wow. Wow. Okay. Next, we bought my mother-in-law's house or my in-law's house a few years ago, and the FBI just showed up last week at our house looking for my mother-in-law. Oh my gosh, that's insane. What did they want? Where is your mother-in-law? Did they find her? Is she nearby? Did you tell them where she was? Is she arrested? What did she do? I need more information. I need more information. Okay. Getting a surgery tomorrow that several doctors told me wasn't possible. 
closest thing to cure my stage four colon cancer that I will ever get. Feeling grateful for a doctor who was willing to take a chance and a risk. Also, shitting my bag, colostomy bag. Yeah, she has a colostomy bag. Uh, because I'm terrified of the outcome. Send good vibes. Oh, I'm sending such good vibes your way. I hope it works. If it does work, are you able to not have a colostomy bag? Or are you going to have that for the rest of your life? I'm, I just, oh, I'm so sorry. That whole situation sounds so scary and hard, but I'm so glad that you found a doctor that is willing to take a chance and I hope it works. Keep us updated. Um, I'm an active member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but I recently decided to get a double piercing and I'm obsessed with it, but my mom is not. I'm close with her, but she's super disappointed in my choice to do it. Oh, tell me you're from Utah or Arizona or Idaho without telling me. At the end of the day, it is not you're not breaking any rules. You're breaking like a guideline, but it's, it's, it's your life. It's your ears. Okay. And for those who are so confused by this in the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the prophet, I believe it was Gordon B. Hinckley, uh, said not to get piercings, double piercings. And since then that's kind of just been this rule of thumb. It's not even a real rule. Uh, it's just like a guideline to not get double piercings. And so whenever people do, it's like, oh, naughty, naughty, naughty. Uh, but it's literally a hole in your ear. That'll close. It's not that big of a deal. I'm glad that you love it. That's all that matters. Your mom doesn't have to get one, so she'll be fine. But I'm sorry if it hurts you that she is disappointed. But I can say majority of humans don't think that's a crazy thing to do. And I'm glad you love it. Um, Josie, since you're the big sister I never had, how do I give a blow job? I've gotten close, but I get so scared. I'll barf when he finishes. Oh my gosh. Give me some tips. LOL. I want to achieve it. Um, I have, if you listen to the episode with Carly, um, I've never, given a blowjob to completion, never will, because I would throw up. I would throw up. I am the worst person to ask this question because I don't like to perform oral sex, nor do I. Um, ask Carly. Slide into Carly's DMs because she made it her goal for 2024 to give a good blowjob. So maybe she has good tips and tricks, uh, but I am the worst and my gag reflex is awful and I would die. So that wasn't any help, but I'm sure Carly, Carly could give you some advice. Okay. This one's, this one's wild. And I just can't believe it's true. Josie help. My mother-in-law told my husband that she feels like she's in a slow breakup with him and he's moving on with his life and she can't move on with hers. And she talks about divorcing her husband so she can move closer to me and my husband. Okay. The first part of the message, the whole, like my mother-in-law feels like she's in a slow breakup with him and he's moving on. I know it sounds creepy and weird, but I think any parent, whether it's a boy or a girl, like a daughter or a son with any of my kids, it's going to feel like a breakup in the sense that they're like moving on with their lives, but I'm going to be so happy for them. But like, I, I can kind of like a little teeny tiny bit understand what she's talking about there. still weird, but like can kind of understand it. But the point of her wanting to divorce her husband so she can be closer to your husband is 
weird as fuck. That is crazy. I cannot believe this is real. Please tell me this is a joke. That This is just a made up story that you sent in. There is no way that a mother said this. And if this is real, we all need to pray for this woman because she is mentally insane. What? What? Get a life, get a hobby, get a job. I don't know. That's crazy. That is crazy. I am so sorry. I have no help other than is your husband not like, mom, you're weird? Because obviously she's not going to listen to a word you say. She probably hates your guts. Uh, you need to tell your husband to tell her that she's crazy. That's crazy. Okay, next. I'm two months pregnant with my second baby, and I feel like I'm still suffering from postpartum depression from my firstborn four years ago. I don't know who I am, and I don't know how to be myself anymore. Any tips, Juicy Josie? My tip is find find something for yourself. That's exactly why I started the podcast. Like, mine was a little different in the sense that I had had a miscarriage, and I just felt like I wasn't able to like find myself anymore, and I just was in like a tough spot, and I just felt depressed. And starting this gave me something to look forward to, something to kind of force myself into being fun and getting out of my comfort zone. And so find something for you. I know you're two months pregnant with your second baby. So like being pregnant, maybe you don't want to start like a a full-on career or a business or a hobby, but maybe start a bunko night with your friends. Like get a group of girls, start a bunko night or like a book club or a cookbook club, something that you can like look forward to that you can kind of put your creative thoughts into and just have fun with it. And hopefully it'll make you feel more like yourself. That's what I would do. Just found out I'm pregnant with my first and I can't possibly keep it from my mom and sisters. Help. How does everyone keep this a secret? Okay, I've given my take on this before. I'm going to give it again. Why are we keeping it a secret? I will never understand keeping a pregnancy a secret. I think every pregnancy sh- pregnancy should be celebrated, even if you have a miscarriage, whether you had a miscarriage at four weeks, five weeks, 10 weeks, it should still be celebrated. I feel like the people who keep it a secret are the people who are super private and like don't want to share it. But if you already want to share it, Go fucking share it. That is exciting, huge news. Don't wait for, you know, the possible horrible thing that might or might not happen. And then if it does happen, don't you want people there to like support you and be there for you, especially your mom and your sister? I don't know. Again, I feel like the only people who like keep it a secret are private people. And I am not a private person in that sense. And it sounds like since you already want to tell, tell What's holding you back? There's no reason to keep it a secret. It is the most exciting thing that'll ever happen to you. Okay, not ever, but it is one of the most exciting things that'll ever happen. And share that excitement with the people that love you and that want to celebrate you and that are going to be there for you. If something, God forbid, happened, they can support you and love you and have a shoulder for you to cry on. But it's exciting and it's to be celebrated. And I'm so happy for you. So go tell, go tell everybody. Okay, not everybody, but tell your mom and your sisters. I think I think if you want to, you should. It doesn't need to be a secret. Okay, this one I have thoughts on. I have thoughts. Okay, how do we feel about our husbands watching porn? I found out mine had been watching it for a year and a half when I was one month postpartum, and I just can't 
get myself to enjoy having sex with him or be naked in front of him because I'm so insecure. Is this normal or am I just being crazy? You are not being crazy. Do not gaslight yourself into thinking you're crazy. Porn ruins relationships. It does. And the people who are like sex positive, like it's just porn, whatever. Um, it dehumanizes and desensitizes yourself to sex. Um, your expectations, how long you can last, if you can orgasm, all those things get affected when you watch porn a lot. Um, and it's just not something that is good for a marriage or a relationship. And I know that's like a a hot take in this world, but it's not even like a, because like my religious views or whatever, like I just think porn can ruin relationships because I've seen it firsthand happen to people in my, in my life. Nobody's super close to me, thankfully, but like my big thing with porn, which I've talked about before is especially when it's free porn, like Pornhub, you know, I don't know any other porn websites, but you know, those kind of websites, you don't even know if the people that are having sex are consenting. You don't know if they're being sex trafficked. You don't even know if they are of age. You don't know the situation and you are now consuming it, which then is giving abusers and people who are being abused by the industry to continually get abused. Um, and it's just super toxic. It's super bad. I don't find anything good about it when you're in a relationship. And if that's something you don't like and you don't want him doing, then he shouldn't be doing it because you're his wife and this is a, like your sex life and sex is important in marriage. And if your sex isn't what it could be because he's watching other people have sex, yeah, that's a problem. That's a problem that not only affects you, but your marriage. And so you're not crazy. And I think if you're listening to this and you watch porn a lot and you have a great marriage, I would love to hear how you make that work. Because from what I've seen, porn destroys marriages. And also back to the whole You don't even know if it's consensual. You don't know where it's coming from. Like, are you paying for porn or are you just watching free porn? Porn is just, it's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. And that's coming from somebody who used to watch porn. I used to watch porn. I, when I graduated high school, it was all about like sex positivity. Like, oh, you should watch porn so you can learn how to like please yourself and please other people and like, sex positive and yes, porn. And so I was like in that, that time of life. And I was like, yeah, porn. Oh yeah. Porn's hot. Like porn. And in the long run, I think it did more damage than good because once you see something, you can't unsee it. And in my case, what made me like completely stop, I don't know if I've shared this before. Um, and if I have, sorry. And if I haven't, I'm a little nervous too, but I'm going to anyways. Um, I didn't stop watching it until one day I was watching it and all of a sudden like a, like a pop-up showed up on my screen and it was child pornography and it was just on Pornhub. Like I wasn't on like the black dark web. Um, and I can't unsee that. And I immediately felt sick to my stomach and I never, I never looked at it again. Um, 
And I, I just know that if that stuff's out there, the more you watch it, the more you are putting yourself in a situation to consume that. And it's just not good. It's not good. And I'm super lucky because Caleb, that's never been something he has struggled with ever. I'm super grateful for that. Like if anybody were to have a porn addiction in our relationship, it would be me, not him, which I don't think is very common. But I also think it's not very talked about that women watch porn and women do watch porn. And I think it's just like, oh, the men, it's men, it's men, it's men. And yeah, majority of the time it is men, but women watch it too. And I also think how I got started into it was because it wasn't talked about with women. It was like, oh, women don't watch porn. Like it's not that big a deal for women, but it can be a big deal for women and men. And I think you absolutely have every right to think that that's not okay and to be upset and to feel insecure and to want him to not do it anymore. Like you are so valid in that. And I am here to cheer you on and support you into telling him to stop. Like there's no reason for him to be watching pornography. He has a wife who he can love on. Like, no. And like, if he wants to masturbate, like you can use your imagination, like go in the shower and use your imagination. You don't need to watch porn. And that's the other thing. Porn ruins your imagination. I could like talk about porn in like a whole episode if you guys wanted me to. Um, It is a topic that makes me feel uncomfortable just because almost like I'm ashamed that I consumed it. But I do think it's a topic that isn't talked about enough from women's point of view. And as a woman who consumed it, uh, so I'm just gonna leave it at that. But I, I just, I wholeheartedly think that a married couple should not be watching porn. I don't think anybody should be watching porn. I think it does more damage than good. Um, yeah, that's, that's my opinion. Okay. First of all, I absolutely love your podcast. My trash is that I had a miscarriage my first time being pregnant last summer and I haven't been able to get pregnant and there are still lots of down days. Any advice on not getting discouraged and trusting that it will work out when it's supposed to? Um, My advice is kind of the same as the woman who's two months pregnant and feels like she's not herself anymore. Uh, Find a distraction. That's what this podcast was. Like it was a distraction. It was something to keep my mind off of it off of getting pregnant because that's why I started was my miscarriage. Find something to just keep your mind off of it and just know at the end of the day, it will work out. Manifest it. Just keep saying that to yourself. It's going to work out. It's going to work out. And yeah, there's going to be really hard days. You're going to feel discouraged. You're going to see a pregnancy announcement and it's going to make you cry and that's okay. Let yourself feel those feelings because it's totally valid, but just know to your core, it's going to be okay going to be okay. And I'm sending you all the baby, all the baby vibes. My birthday is this week and I have anxiety from telling you happy birthday late. Ooh, I wonder who you are. I hope I know it's your birthday and I hope I send you flowers. So you feel so bad for not wishing me happy birthday, but happy birthday. Okay. I am the one from a couple of weeks ago that said my husband wanted to have a threesome. LOL. He's not gay, but definitely bi. LOL. We've done it three times now with the same guy and I've enjoyed it. Okay. Well, if you've enjoyed it and you guys are thriving, love that for you. Uh, if I remember right, you guys are members of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. How does this affect 
your like religious values and your testimony. I'm curious. Message me. <laughs> I want to know who you are, but happy for you. If you loved it, then great. I caught my cousin cheating on his wife via dating app. Didn't know what to do, so I called my dad, who then called my cousin's dad, and they've buried the whole thing. Do I tell his wife? I want to. Help. Ooh, that's messy. I would like call out your dad and be like, yo, so you guys are just going to cover this up and his wife's never going to know the truth? Why are you doing this? And like call him out. Call him out on their shit. Sounds kind of misogynistic what they're doing. Call him out on their shit. Call him out on their shit. And then be like, if you don't tell her, I will. And like give him an ultimatum. Honestly, that's what I would do because I have done that before to somebody who was not being a good person and they weren't cheating, but they were doing other stuff. And I was like, if you don't tell your wife, I will. And they told her. So sometimes you got to give people an ultimatum when people are being bad, when bad people are doing bad things. They need to be held accountable. So that's what I would do. And I've done it. So I think it's good advice. Okay, last one. Should I break up with my boyfriend? I will wholeheartedly do whatever you think is best. We've been dating for a little over a year and broke up once before. We are 20 and 22 and keep fighting over the same things. If we can't work through the same problems, will it ever work? Josie, help. Yes, dump him. Easy. Break up. It sounds like since you're, if you're already kind of asking that and you've been dating for over a year, it sounds like you're open to the idea of breaking up, which I think you should just break up because it's not going to get easier. Marriage doesn't make things easier. So yeah, break up with him. Break up with him. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Uh, but you obviously, you obviously will be able to find somebody you're 20 or you're 22. You're young. You got plenty of time to find somebody who you don't fight with about the same things over and over again. Okay. I love you. Good luck. Get on that, that hinge, that Tinder. Okay. And meet your Pedro just like I did. And that is it for Trashers Trash. Um, I love all your submissions. I read through all of them. I just, I, if I read through, if I read every single one, the episodes would be so long, but I have exciting news regarding that that I will be sharing next week. It's going to open a whole new world for us trashers. And I am very excited. So keep the lookout for that. Um, I will see you guys on Thursday. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, go leave me a five-star review telling me you love me because I love you. And don't forget to take out your trash. Bye.